fucking still just hectic. It's weird, but it feels like everything is just like nothing. <laughs> Nothingness except for like the work time and then like yeah, otherwise. I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of like a lunatic in this regard, in in, in, in a way of like, I don't know, like, because of this, I also kind of like have the time to do shit that I didn't really do before as much. Right. So like, now I'm like recording at home when I never recorded at home before because I always like went somewhere else to record, and it's like, oh, like I'm having fun like figuring this thing out, and I'm like, might like you know like try like painting and like just going outside and like you know just like being with like my family and my dog and so like that stuff I just didn't get to like do before as much so like, right. I, 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 like I, kind of, I kind of feel like I, I'm like I'm like in this weird like little like isolated space where everyone else is like it's like was like rightfully like kind of like like stressed out and it's not like it's like not affecting me but I'm kind of like taking it as like to like do things I don't usually get to do so I'm not trying to like find like the positives in it yeah, no, I mean, that's that's probably pretty good. I was explaining it to Alicia the other day, and, and uh, I think I was talking to Dan, too, on Twitter, and it's like, I've never had issues with depression at all. Like, I've had, a, you know, a little bit of anxiety stuff here and there, but I was like, lately I've had this feeling where I'm like, I think that this is the feeling that depressed people get. And I was talking to Alicia, and, like, she's had dealt with depression her whole life, and she's like, yeah, it sounds a lot like it, but she's like, but it's different because it sounds like, like, a thing that will happen to her, which is like, she gets into that, the rhythm and the habit of doing like stuff that she normally does when she's depressed, but she's not. And, but she's like, Oh, I'm in that cycle. So it feels like I am, but I'm not. She like, like her example was like, if she's sick, she'll be like, Oh, I need to rest and sleep a lot. And like, you know, not really do anything. And it's like, that's what I want to do when I'm like in a bout of being like extra depressed. And so like doing it while I'm sick, I like, have to stop myself every now and then of like i'm not depressed i'm just like sick yeah. and I'm, i should be resting but it makes me feel like i, I i'm i going into that cycle and i was like yeah like that's it and it's so funny because it's like i'm having that same feeling but i've never like really dealt with depression so it's just like it's it's kind of weird man my whole life it just it it's like i just lack anything it's like the only way i can describe it is it just feels like everything is like grayness you know because it's just my life is like outside. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time inside, and now it's like I all I do is go to and from uh, work and then hang out here. Not not only that, it's like basically like where like where you live. Like you live like in fucking like sunny ass like like outside right. ass like Los Angeles. Like, right. <laughs> so it's yes. like so it's like for you it's like what the fuck like 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 what you do is like based off like you know like you go do shit because that's what you do in LA. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I'm constantly out and about. I've like never been a stay at home person and and like yeah and like even the weather here during the winter it's like you can still just go out. You never have you're never like stuck inside. There's no time of year where you're like stuck inside and like that's how it's been and it's just it's yeah I'm so that's why I even I kind of I said it and and the context it probably seemed like a joke but like it did cross my mind the other day like those weird fucking songs that Parv used to make on um on the PWO feed every now and then where he would like sample like Rick Rude promos and shit and make like songs like that like legitimately did cross my mind because I'm like I haven't made music in forever like I could do some stupid shit like that and just like throw it up on there and like whatever just to keep myself busy and it's like something I used to enjoy doing so it's a good thing that you're like recording and doing stuff and trying to be creative and that's probably like the same thing I'm like I should probably work on something like that too right now. That's what I'm saying like stuff like I like I want to start like work like working out back in the house like or like, like soon like just doing like yoga or doing just like cal- like, cal- like calisthenics or whatever like like to, to me it's just like hey well like. No one said that you can't go like, go out in your backyard and do and do and do something, right? Or, like, do, or do whatever else. So it's like, I think for a lot of people who are just so used to being outside for everything, 
it's this big adjustment. Plus, on top of like the, just like the fear of um, of you getting it, people you love getting it, people you know getting it, and like I, I guess for me, it's just the way the way I deal with that is well, there's a lot of shit that I don't get to normally do that I can do now. Right, and that, yeah, I mean that's a good way to look at it. Like, like it's also just having the motivation. Like I just don't have the motivation to do that stuff. It just you know what I mean, like to do. So I just gotta, I gotta push myself. I'm usually pretty good at, at just like being self motivated, but uh, this is a very particular circumstance, you know. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Like I don't know, it's like you gotta, you got like it's not like it's not like a pick yourself up by the bootstraps kind of thing, but like unless you just want to like sit there and like just be depressed every single day, like you gotta find something to do. No, totally. That's it. I just gotta gotta work on it. So. That's going to be this weekend because I got nothing else to fucking do. So I got to figure out something to keep myself busy. You know what I mean? I know you're not someone that like watches like older wrestling constantly because like, like that's just like never been, like, never been your thing. Like you're never you're, like you're not someone that like goes back and like does the projects and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like this might, this might be a good time to pick a project up. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. It's night. I think the good thing about a project is like you just know what you're watching i think that's why people do it you know what i mean you don't have to like think especially now because you have so many choices it's like how do you right. pick which thing to watch so like yeah i definitely i'm like eh. yeah it's been a long time like i was watching a lot of older stuff when the gwe was going on but since then yeah i've been completely checked out on watching any retro stuff at all just because that felt like that was like a big that was a big undertaking just dealing with all that and so now i've like kind of been checked out on going back on anything but maybe it'd be a good idea to spend a little time Checking out some older stuff. Um, it's got to decide what. I don't know. Like, right, I don't know. Right now, I have like I have like uh, my uh, like just my GWE list pulled up in front of me, and it's like just like right here. It's just like some people that like I'd be interested in like going and going back and like doing shit for them. like oh yeah like like do, like doing like Randy Savage might like might like might be fun or doing like Chagusa Nagayo like <laughs> might be fun and right. So it's just like that. It's like oh like. Yeah, there's like a lot of wrestlers ever that have existed, and they're all a lot of them are pretty right. good. <laughs> oh, should we intro this podcast or this day? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Quentin, we're back, and uh, this week to make it simple, we are uh, gone fishing or go fishing. Sorry, or go fish. How's that? Uh, like the okay, like the sure, right, game. That's fair. Go fish. Um, just because. What the fuck? We've had a crazy week. Um. Had a crazy month, I guess, at this point. Uh, and we had some technical difficulties before we started. Uh, my computer or my cables or my microphone or something. So if I sound a little bit different, it's because I'm using a, a much nicer mic, which is very funny to say because I know that... Uh, I don't know if he'll listen, but uh, Slack chat member Evan, who doesn't get talked about as much on the podcast, uh, unfortunately has talked about how shitty my voice sounds. Um, I have a much better quality mic uh, that's always just sitting at my computer while I'm recording that I don't use. Um, it's uh, actually my wife's because she does music and recording and stuff like that. And she uh, bought it a long time ago and didn't really ever use it because she doesn't really like recording digitally. And, uh, you know, always said I could just use it if I wanted, but uh, didn't care. Used my cheap, shitty one um, that, you know, gave me a bunch of weird feedback and make me sound like crap. Um I don't know if I sound much better, but uh, but yeah, so I'm using the nicer mic here. Um, Quentin, how have you been? Uh, we were we were, we were talking we were talking about it off air, but I'm just keeping myself busy. Uh, that might not that doesn't involve uh, as much wrestling right now. That'll probably change um 
but it's man, you maybe come up with some with some concrete ideas on like what we want to do with the like what we do what we want to do in the future. But like, um, recording music, working out, playing games, just hanging out with my family, watching shows. Uh, obviously, like still going still going to work every uh, for five days out of the week. I'm, you know, I'm 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 finding ways to occupy myself. I'm not a uh, I'm definitely not as a uh, shooken up by this. As a lot of the population, as a, as a lot of the, uh, the population, right, like is and rightfully so, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm finding ways to keep myself busy and, uh, you know, checking the W WHO updates on Twitter every day. But after, but after that, I'm going right, going right along about going right along with my day. Yeah, I mean that's the only way you can do it. Um, WrestleMania week, so that's our big uh, focus here for the podcast this week. We're going to do all WrestleMania talk, WrestleMania previews, all the big shows going on this weekend for the GWE Collective. I'm going to talk about the the Knockoff Collective. Um, Just a whole big week with tons of exciting wrestling to talk about. I need to to know your thoughts on just, you know, a match I know that is near and dear to your heart. It's... You know, Edge versus Edge versus Randy Orton just rated RKO finally implodes. Yes. Yeah, I know something near and dear to you. I mean, you know, hot take. Any hot Dude. takes there? Uh, hot takes, hot takes. Um, the match is gonna. That'll be fine. I was gonna say it was gonna stink, but actually, both guys are fine. Edge has not wrestled in who knows how long, and I mean, he was always good, but he's better as a heel, and he's clearly the babyface here. Um, you can't make him a heel, obviously, in this setting, but but no, I mean. The thing that we're missing is there was there was going to be a lot of good matches, honestly, on the indie shows this weekend, and and none of those are happening. And what we get left with is two nights of of the worst show of the weekend is now getting extended to being even longer, it seems. Um, and everything's on lockdown, so luckily they recorded all this uh, beforehand, or else we would not be uh, blessed and and so lucky to get to watch WrestleMania this week. Um, I'm, I don't know. Are you going to watch any of it? I mean, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm also kind of not at all. I haven't been really watching any of this, like, no fan wrestling shows. I've just been kind of checked out on, on watching any of them after kind of being, I don't know, a little bit tainted by seeing a couple that were, like, particularly bad. I've just been completely out of it when it comes to that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched a couple episodes of eight of, of Dynamite, but other than that, you're, I haven't really watched this. Um well, one thing I did see is a uh, this one just Undertaker cut, Undertaker cut a uh, cut a good promo I think last week on AJ Styles, and that, that was only that was the only thing that I that I've seen from the last like few weeks of them doing this no fan stuff. But the AJ Styles promo that Undertaker cut was pretty good. I'm, I'm not sure if you if you caught that. I did not. I think I heard about it. He called him like he called him Alan Jones, and 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 he was really breaking the fourth wall. Was that the one you're talking about? He's going no, a little shooty on him. Uh, it might be the same one. Maybe maybe I watched like the short the shortened version of it, but like just like just his tone and it was a little shooty because he talked about his wife being Michelle McCool and stuff like that. But maybe maybe it was a little maybe it was like a little tiny bit shooty. Yeah, I mean, not terrible. From what I've heard, the Undertaker stuff isn't as bad as some of the other promos are when it comes to that um, with this stuff. And and Undertaker has historically can be a solid promo at times, um, especially. Right now, it's probably smart of them to kind of strip a lot of that away and seem like they're going more with, like... I hear people comparing it to, to the Biker Taker, Big Evil Taker, which is probably the, the frame of reference that people have, but also more they're just going, like, this is, you know, Mark Calloway, this is the man behind The Undertaker. And it's kind of smart in this setting because you're missing so much of the pageantry of WWE that if you try to present it'd, him it'd as be, The Undertaker... It'd be, it'd be pointless. 
it, he would be, it would feel really out of place, you know? So that's, yeah, uh, I may go and back and check some of that. I probably won't. Cause like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm not interested in watching any of this no fans stuff. And it's funny cause I don't really care that much about the audio or the fans and all this stuff, oh, yeah, but just yeah, so yeah. much of it has been pretty yeah, bad. Like, 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 that, like, that's not it. Especially when we get, when we get into this, uh, into this Noah show, like, and like that, like that's not the issue for me. It's just like, especially something like TV wrestling, like AEW or WWE, it's just it's just not made for this. <laughs> yeah, no, you can have like wrestling matches, and and we will talk about it when we get into the Noah stuff. But like, you can have wrestling matches with no fans, but you can't really have like television wrestling without fans. It's kind of tough, um, unless you really retool the format completely and do something like. Like what NWA did and NWA was doing and even historically like studio taping kind of stuff, you can kind of pull it off a little bit better. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Is there anything else? I, there, I feel like there was stuff that I was going to like talk about and I fucking I forgot all of it at this point. I don't it's it's been it's been a month this past week. You know what I mean? It's been something else. Do you have any there's no news. Obviously, nothing's happening. Is there any like uh, topics that you wanted to bring up? No, I mean, like, there, there really isn't anything going on other than other than the, the talk of the town was the main event from the from the from the Noah show. So if you wanted to go to the three big matches from uh from from uh from Noah, we can talk we can talk about those. Noah was getting a lot of talk, like you mentioned it being the the talk of the town. Um, and that hasn't been the case. I mean, we did mention it, or I th- I'm pretty sure we did when the kind of the cyber agent stuff happened. Um, and then kind of having yeah, we mentioned that 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 uh. We mentioned that purchase. We mentioned um, the stuff from the from the from the final from the from the junior tournament, and even that uh, awesome six man tag that started this whole Go Shiozaki versus Fujita program. So we, so we have mentioned we have mentioned them recently. Yeah, I mean, and even on top of that, like I I mentioned like that with them being on Cyber Agent and putting up shows for free on DDT Universe, that uh, there was a chance that we would see a resurgence in Noah's popularity. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the, the, the go and Fujita interactions in that six man kind of sparked, I think a lot more excitement for people. Um, this match again was, I would say, I don't know if I'd say polarizing because I don't fucking know. I actually went out of my way to not listen to anybody's reviews or opinions on this match. Um, before I watched it. And then by the time, I watched it. Basically, all of the people talking about it was over with, so I just kind of like uh, didn't go back and, and recheck anything out that I missed. So basically, it was like I was listening to British Wrestling Experience, and then they started talking about it, and I just turned off the podcast at the moment that I heard them start talking about it. You know, like that's yeah. kind of what I was doing, and then just like skipping through it. Never went back to hear what anybody thought. Um, but uh, it was really, I mean, I don't know. The match kicked ass, I thought, but. Uh, but uh, I could have done without the opening. <laughs> like that's kind of my big takeaway from that. But but you talked about the big three matches on the show. They were all relatively quick, except for the main event. Um, and I assume that by saying the big three, that means that you didn't watch the uh, the opening junior heavyweight tag team match. Nah, I'm, uh, yeah, me neither. I'm 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 good on I'm good on anything involving Qatar Suzuki at this point. Okay, that's fine. Um, but you did watch the GHC National. Uh, title match where we had a uh, oh yeah Takeshi Segura versus oh, yeah, the, Heat. The, well, yeah, the very very much my shit because I love I love both of these guys like both two uh, guys that I love 
uh, dearly. So I, there's no way I was gonna watch. I wasn't gonna watch this. Yeah, this match was fantastic. I uh, I had actually recently seen some some older. Actually, no, I hadn't seen some older. I just saw some pictures of older uh, Segura. I can't remember where someone had posted some older pictures of Segura, and I saw him, and uh, maybe I did see like some gifs. Um, and I was like. Like, I didn't notice it. It was like the frog boiling thing, which I know is like a fucking trite thing. Everyone brings it up at this point. But it's like watching Segura here and then like look, being reminded about what he used to be like. Like, his style has changed a lot. But like, I, I just didn't notice until it's like right in your face. Because I, I, you know, I, we talked about it actually offline before we started. Like, I don't really go back and watch a lot of old stuff anymore. Um, I hadn't really noticed like how much he wrestles more like an older kind of grumpy veteran compared to how he used to wrestle. And uh, he just does a great job at that. And, um, you know, working on the mat here, uh, repeatedly going for the ankle lock and the finish, I thought was done super well. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I this was phenomenal. I don't know. What was your kind of takeaway here on this one? Yeah, I think that Segura the last couple of years has been kind of hit, hit or miss. Like, diehard Noah fans, like, swear by him and his, and his title reign and things like that. Um, a lot of people love the Masa, the Masa Ketamiya, uh national title match and i don't know, like they're good matches they're just not like not hitting that like the next level for me which sucks because i love segura so much but yeah this, this is probably my favorite match he's had in a in a, in a quite a, in quite a bit of time and you mentioned it but segura does kind of like fit into this like this like grumpy vet role now and we always talk about like kenta being like the ultimate like version of like the like of, like the young prick like uh a uh, student coming coming up and just having no respect for uh for, for anyone character and Ken gets lost that Segura was right there in terms of that character too like he was very good at at, at implementing that kind of character I know he came I know he came into wrestling later than Ken, than um and later later in life than Kenta did but he still has that young upstart like energy to him that you can like there's like a clear line through his uh through his arc in Noah which is what I think is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And and like I said, the way that he's adapted, the way not adapted, but the way that he's kind of changed um overall and uh but still he feels he feels like the same guy. So yeah, like the flow and and the story, kind of the story of him as a wrestler throughout the years in Noah has um has felt really uh kind of uh, I can't I don't like uh, satisfying I guess is a word that you can use. It's just yeah. it's felt it's it's just it's really been nice to see you know it's just it's yeah authentic i guess is the word people use you know that kind of feeling um we want to talk about guys who've had long ass journeys in noah the next match is uh definitely one of the uh originals really um it's the yoshinari ogawa uh defending the junior heavyweight title against uh daisuke harada um we talked about harada quite a bit in the uh the junior tournament, and I don't know if that, if he won the a title match from that tournament, and this is it. Or yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, that, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened because if you remember, like they kept they kept these two away from each other in in the tournament. So was like they had yeah. like they had Togo beat Ogawa, and uh, and then obviously like Harada goes on to beat Togo, and Harada faced Ohara. So like they kept like keeping these two away from each other was clearly like building to a title match. Yeah, and. Uh, you got Ogawa here in his fifties, um, and uh, you know he 
He's not Togo, but very few wrestlers are. So you can't look at him and say he hasn't missed. He isn't missing a step at all. But with to- his to- style, Togo, Togo was a freak. Like that's the thing. It's like yeah. we shouldn't like judge everyone on, on that kind of standard because Togo is an actual freak. Yeah, there's certain. There's every now and then there's these guys who are just complete ridiculous freaks. Is the only way that you can describe them, really. Um, and yeah, I mean Ogawa is, is definitely missed a step, but luckily, like he was never miss, Mr. Athleticism. But he's just, you know, not quite as smooth as he ever was. But, uh, but this match, the again, we talked about it in the um, the Togo Harada match. The selling from Harada makes the match. Um, I think the Togo match was slightly better for that. But I thought that the 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 kind of arm work from Ogawa I appreciated maybe a little bit more um, comparatively. So it was kind of a little bit more both sided. I don't know how I felt about the finish. Um, it just seemed a little. I don't know. I guess I. I guess I get it, but it seems like what's the point? I, neither one of these guys needs to be protected in Noah, you know. So doing like a weird kind of finish where it seems like you're kind of trying to, in the end, like put Ogawa over and build. I guess maybe you're trying to build to future matches and you're going to continue this on, but it just. I don't know. It doesn't seem. Both these guys have had this title plenty of times. Both these guys have been in Noah enough. Like, I don't think that you're going to build a lot of intrigue to me by having it kind of have a finish where it feels like Harada, you know, could have won the title, you know? Like, um, so yeah, that was, uh, to me, the finish, I think, would be the, the major issue. And oh, oh, I misspoke. Uh, and I didn't realize that this is Ogawa's first reign as GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion, which is. Very weird. Um, I would have assumed he had had it at some other point, but I guess he was busy being a heavyweight for the most part, and then in, in, in tags in, in, later on. Yeah, yeah, doing tag, doing tag stuff too. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I, to me, it just seemed like an odd way to go because I don't know that you're going to build intrigue about future matches between these guys by doing a weird finish like this. But I mean, that's old school booking. I don't know. What did you think of the match coming out of it? Well, I still really, I still really enjoyed the match just because I thought a guy was really, a guy was really fun in fun in control, and there's not many guys better at being a sympathetic babyface selling underneath than Harada. So from that from that perspective, like I like I got exactly what I wanted out of this. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that maybe they want to hold off on Harada winning until like they can uh, maybe bring crowds back, like like that. So like, and like that that's like that's like one thing I thought of just because if you remember if you remember what was going on with the junior tournament, like. Harada is getting he got ravaged by Ohara, then Togo's beating the shit out of him, and he's just he's selling his back and selling his leg and all this stuff, and you know he's he just got completely destroyed, and and and, and he just triumphs overcomes, and it's kind of hard to have like the like a big triumphant moment in front of in front of no audience. So that was so that's something I thought of that maybe they were they they like, they did this, and like maybe the plan is to go back to Ogawa Harada at some point in the future. And maybe like give that payoff because it seemed like they were clearly building to like a big like payoff for Harada in this story. Yeah, and that's that's probably a good point. And and again, it's I you know I, I kind of made a joke about it in passing um, about the idea that I was like you know I, and I mentioned it earlier on here like I haven't been watching a lot of the no fan stuff and then like oh but you know I watched this and I was like oh was there no was there no fans on the show? It's like. It wasn't as glaring. Like, watching, like, WWE, AEW stuff, it's, like, very obvious that there's no yeah. fans there. And, again, that's because it's, like, weekly television that's built 
to be in front of fans NXT as well. Um, but this show was like, oh yeah, like it didn't really. I'm I'm able to you know historically I've watched a lot of like puro like just with the sound off or listening to music or doing other stuff. We're having, we're having, like we're having, a, pod, having a podcast playing like yeah. So it's like I don't even notice that there's no fan noise. I don't really notice like so I'm just like kind of used to all that. So it was like. Oh yeah, like, you know, there's there's no crowd here. So that is a good point because it probably didn't cross my mind that this is unfortunately the bad situation. It's the same kind of bad situation with like Galloway versus Brock that people are talking about with WWE, where it's like, do you really want to crown this guy um, in front of no fans? But again, it's like it's Harada who has had he has had the belt plenty of times, so you're not like crowning him like the first time champion. You're not really making something of him here. But I guess. It goes back to what I was talking about earlier, though, too, because you are kind of exposing probably a new fan base to this. If you think that DDT Universe, now, like, all of the DDT fans who maybe haven't been paying attention to Noah are now seeing this, you might want to save something like that for a chance to, like, really make it seem like a big deal for casual fans who are not familiar. So I can definitely see that, that it was a tough situation, and and it could be for the best. The booking, like I said, didn't make any sense to me in the context of just it, but in the context of, yeah, that like there's no crowd here and you are just trying to build to a return match. Then I guess it does kind of make sense. Um, follow up that with the, the main event <laughs> GHD heavyweight championship and the, again, the talk of the town, because it's a slow news week. If you haven't uh, guessed people, but this was the match everyone was talking about. Uh, Cause they t- made a, a unique choice for the opening half hour of this match. Um, what did you think of, uh, of this match? Went and I'll let you start out the, uh, the talk of this match. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Like, it's like, it's so hard to talk about this. Cause like, I don't want to critique it. Cause it's just like, it's definitely a good, it's definitely an interesting choice. And like, yes. especially like how, like however you want to, however you want to interpret it. It's a, it's an interesting choice. Like if you want to interpret it, that they're playing this long chess game with each other because the other doesn't want to touch the other wrestler because of the coronavirus. Or if you want to, talk, talk, <laughs> or, or, like, or if you want to interpret it, it's just like this like real looks like just powerful anime ass stare down. Like I, I like I don't know like however, however you want to interpret it, but um when it, when it got going, I liked it. Like when like we knew that they had that these two had chemistry back from January, so. Uh, this, this, this is something that surprised me to see, like, when they got going, it was really fun and violent, and Fujita was, and Fujita was all as fun as, uh, was as fun as he's ever been. Uh, him drinking the sanitizer to, to, to spit it back out at Go was in, like, uh, Hideki Suzuki's face in the background. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, like, like that's that's all great. And just... Like, like, and, I, and I had no problem with all that, all that but I also, you know... <laughs> Guys staring at each other for thirty minutes is a lot, but um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely an interesting match that, in like the face of like everything that we're going through right now, it's pretty much all you can ask for, and pretty much like all all is all what, what some people want out of the wrestling currently. So maybe in a few years when people go back and watch this, this won't be as a as a well received or wildly praised. But I think this is almost like a perfect match for like the here and now and like what's going on currently. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely works. I mean, even if you just think of like the contrast between the opening being so stoic and just the standing and staring and then turning into a wild concession brawl. And like you even mentioned like stuff like spitting hand sanitizer into his fate. Like you really took it 
to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, going from the most, like, nothing for a half hour just staring at each other to then high-octane just war. I could have definitely done without it. Like, I really... It was definitely very gimmicky to do that, but it's like... I mean, this is the only setting that you're going to be able to do something like that, because I don't think... Even a Japanese crowd, I don't think that you can have two guys just stare at each other for a half hour and have it not like get completely ruined by the crowd. Like, you know, the crowd is not going to just sit there for a half hour and not do anything. You know, they're going to make noise and act weird. And and it could have added to it, but it also could have detracted from it. And I think it probably would have detracted from it. So I think it was like a, it was a good call in that sense is that you're taking advantage of the situation um, and using it kind of to your advantage. Um, that said, yeah, I would have, I would have, I could have skipped it. <laughs> I could have not had that. And I think I would have still enjoyed the match. Um, and it's very interesting. The stuff, like you said, like, like, uh, Fujita's especially particularly spinning fucking hand sanitizer in his face. And just like that whole concept of like the big stare and all that. It's like, it's almost so self-aware and, and almost comedy esque, but like, you know, it's yeah, kind of that. Yeah, like, that's the thing is like, was it serious? I don't know. Like, like, was it, like, was it meant to be this like, Big epic thing? I don't know. Was it comedy? I, I, who like Noah isn't like known for comedy, no, known for being a comedy promotion. So like, like I, I don't know. So like that, like like that. I think that's like the big, like the one of those things that people like. A lot of people want the wrestling sometimes. It's like that's not always what I want. People want like the interesting thing that just like knocks them on their ass just for how weird it is. So whether that's like a Joy Janela Spring Break or uh, or or just whatever, or just whatever else. When when people like really get into like stuff like that. When you have something that just sort of like floors you because you don't know what the fuck you're watching, like it's like, yeah, like that's that's what I want because like, wrestling can be so uh, can be so trite and samey and everyone does the same thing now and everything is so homogenized. This is like a weird ass fucking thing. And part of it, like a thing that that gets me here, it's like it, you know, it's kind of comparison to um, Minoru Suzuki, like um, Fujita playing like a straight man, but like having like the self awareness to kind of be almost poking fun at himself um which is possibly what's going on here and it's like kind of maybe i'm like doing like a, a meta narrative in my own head here um it's like really interesting to think like if you had this same fujita at like his first run in uh new japan that's like kind of like universally not universally but like it was like critically panned at the time a lot of people didn't like it but if he was like a this level of a multifaceted performer at that time like i think that people would look back at him a little bit more you know, positively. And who knows if he could have been because he like, you know, there wasn't, there was an expectation of what people wanted from him. Book it like the bookers were expecting from him at the time. So I think that he was being like forced to be very serious, but like, imagine if like Fujita had shown up to wrestling and he was this game, like even early, like he was great then. And I, I've always been a fan, but like, if he was this like pro wrestling, you know what I mean? If he was allowed to kind of be a full performer, in new in new japan early on i think that his legacy would be a lot more positive um that said i mean obviously the match kicks ass but like just mechanically speaking like fujita's fucking punt kicks are the sickest shit like yeah isn't that it's so fucking nasty like you know the punt that like randy orton does with the guy on the ground on all fours yeah yeah, but he actually does it (laughs) yeah when he does it it's fucking brutal like Vegeta just kicks so much ass, like, at his old-ass age and, like, in this match. Like, these guys go to town on each other. They beat the fuck out of each other. Vegeta just mechanically, like, even to this day, I mean, he does some of the most brutal shit. And, like, the flying, it's like, you know, 
it's like a really like a flying arm bar, but I think most people will look at it as being like a like a botched um, Hurricane Rana or something. But it's like it's a different move. But I get why like when you see it in the wrestling context, you think of it like that. But it's like, you know, it's like he's pulling that kind of shit off and at his age, and then still having like the most vicious looking strikes in fucking wrestling. Like he is Vegeta kicks ass. Like Vegeta kicks ass. And, like, it sucks that, again, like I said, his legacy is as negative as it is. Yeah, because it's tied to, like, like, yeah, you, you can debate, like, the merits of, like, how good that era of New Japan was or wasn't. Like, that's not, that's not what we're here to do. But, like, he, 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 gets, he gets caught in a crossfire of people thinking that era of New Japan is so terrible. And, like, Fujita, like, every time I watch him, like, he's not, he's not the best. He's not, he's not, he's not Hashimoto. He's he, like he's he's not he's not Hase. He's not like the best of the best workers that New Japan's ever seen. But like, he's he's fun for what he did for what he is though. Yeah, and he gets painted as like the face of the worst part of Enochism. Like no, he really he, does. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's not that's not fair to him at all. Like I get that someone's personal interest in New Japan went down after went down in that era, or that for a lot of people like they're just going by what Dave's about what Dave was saying at the time, and that was the lowest point. Of, of Dave's interest in, in New Japan, so like I, I get it, but no, nah, Fujita's always been a, always been a fun guy to watch. Yeah, and again, like I said, he's he's a gamer and he's up for it, and he's you know clearly, obviously willing to be a, a fully faceted performer. And if you just again, if you got the chance to see more of that in his initial run, I think that people would come across and have a better taste on the guy. But, but that said, Quentin, we've had a fucking night, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, after a week, a month and a week and, and a, basically a day and a night or whatever um, in recording here, I think we're going to cut it a little bit short. Is there any other things you wanted to talk about before we head out? Uh, yeah, no, nah, man, we'll just, we'll, we'll just, we'll just try again some other time. Uh, uh, maybe early, early next week, uh, regular, regular schedule. I don't know. But yeah, today was a fucking nightmare. So, um, you know, if you're, you're someone that's used to more, to our more long winded stuff, uh, Sorry, but yeah, like today was fucking insane. Yeah, because I mean, as a, as of right now, as we're talking, it's like I have a good amount of this recording that I I, I can count on existing, but I don't want to go much longer because we're kind of shoestring in a prayer right now, and I don't want to risk that uh, we go for like another hour or two and have it be all for naught. So cut it off here. Hopefully, you're actually hearing this, <laughs> um, and uh, you'll hear us again next week um, at some point. <laughs> Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at QNTR. Um, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys down the road. Struggle every
Shoot